Good morning all, Ryan Tubby with you this Wednesday morning. It's the 15th of December 2021 and we're here till 10 o'clock. All the usual rules apply. Text number 51551. You can email ryan at rte.ie or you can just sit back passively, take it all in and go, no, I don't agree with you, Tubberty. Yes, I agree with you, Tubbs. No, rubbish. No, yes, definitely. No, going to watch that. Going to read that. Going to ignore that. Whatever you think. These are the opinions that you pass through as you're driving and listening and doing whatever you're doing. On a day like today, congratulate. I mean, I, I, this story just made me happy today in the Evening Echo, um, which relates to the transition year students in a school in Cork. And what they did was they spent hours cooking a Christmas feast for the penny dinners um, uh, on Monday following an initiative at school. This isn't headline news in any of the big papers in the country, even though the Evening Echo is, of course, a big paper. I'm just saying it's not one of those big national stories that you'll see necessarily on the 6-1 News or the Virgin Media, TV3, whatever news. This isn't one of those. It's just one of those Evening Echo stories that, that is meaningful to, to me and I think to you. Well, wait till I tell you what happened. Stop talking about it. Just tell us what happened. Sorry. Okay. So, the students raised €430. Euro. You think, well... Fair play. They're students. They're transition year students. They, they could be doing other things. They could be on their phones. They could be playing football. They could be... No, but they raised money. And they had a Christmas jumper day in the school. And then, more kindness, in Wilton, they went to the butchers there, the O'Cruley butchers in, in Wilton, and they gave the turkeys and the hams for the Christmas dinner. And then uh, the TY students in Kaloshta, Eamon Reese uh, explained how the initiative came about thanks to Christian Vukaripa, who's a TU TY student, said, my team and I were assigned an action project through the Edmund Rice Student Leadership Project that involved having, helping disadvantaged members in my local community. And I immediately thought of Cork Penny Dinners and how their work helps those who are unable to provide food for themselves and thought we could prepare a Christmas dinner as a class and also teach fellow students about solidarity and social action as well as compassion. Well, hats off to you guys. Um, it's a lovely thing to do. And again, I keep saying the future is safe when you realise the next generation coming down the tracks have decency like that flowing through their veins. And it's a, I just think it's a great story. I, m I remember being at school in fourth, fifth year and we put together par uh, parcels and hampers for the Vincent de Paul. And to this very day, it stayed with me because I realised how important that was. And, you know, so that can inform who you become later on in life. It's really good in, in school. So well done to them. To the students, it's a really lovely thing to do. And uh, to all the people at the Cork Penny Dinners, we wish you well this morning in, in your endeavours. I know Katrina Toomey uh, was uh, talking about what they were doing and uh, just brilliant. So thanks for that and thanks for John Bohan and his story in the Evening Echo for bringing that to our attention. Love that story. Amy Morgan, DP, who we've spoken to before, says in a tweet, please don't bring me any boxes of biscuits for Christmas. Okay. She brackets sugar slump. GP teams will need urgent supplies of good coffee to get this booster campaign done. So, you know, I read a tweet yesterday about saying, what do we get for uh, for, for chemists and, and shops like that if you want to give them a gift instead of boxes of, and tins of sweets? In fact, we opened up, I, I bought a, a tin of afternoon tea biscuits uh, the other day because it's old school. It's one of those, you get the tree, you get the tin. And actually... The, 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 the Gertles love the tin coming in as part of, the, of what we are and what we do. 
And I was saying as we opened it, first of all, two things. In years to come, girls, you, you'll roar laughing when your children say to you, so you, you, you had to try and unsellotape the tin lid? Yeah. They put sellotape around the lid? Yeah. Did they not just have a plastic tin like all the chocolates do? No, no. It was a tin tin, like tin tin, not tin tin. A tin with sellotape around the... You, 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 do you know, like trying to... You don't want to be... You wouldn't want to be in a bad mood trying to open a, a tin of afternoon tea. You've got to find the sellotape. Not pleasant. I mean, at first, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a problem for the first world, if you know what I'm saying. I don't think you're allowed to say that, but you get the point. And you get it, and eventually you get it. But then, weirdly, like the Christmas tree needles going up the chute of the Hoover, once you get it and you start, it feels good. It's like trying to unpeel a tangerine in one go. It just, it's one of the life's weird quirks that works when they work. Anyway, Amy Morgan, GP, saying... Give us coffee. Imagine the GPs of Ireland saying, we don't want your chocolates and your sweets and your biscuits. We just need coffee to keep going. They're really going for it, aren't they, the, the boosters? Brilliant. I mean, they, I know the queues are painful and the, they, it, it can be a bit of a drag, but honestly, well done to everyone who's doing the boosting and the patience of people queuing for it. Keep it going. It's, it's just terrific. And on it goes. Six rude comments relatives make at Christmas. Do you want to hear them? Really quickly. Okay, I won't, I won't dwell on this. Don't particularly want a list of them either. I'm just saying to you, these are six things that can be said at Christmas that you're going, don't, don't, just don't say. Some people love and, and, and thrive and, and say, oh, I've got no filter, I'm desperate. No, you're just annoying. You, you know, I have a filter. That's how society works. You know, you know just, we have to filter. If we said everything on our mind the whole time, we'd have no friends, no family, and we'd be sitting down with a half a candle and, a, and some sellotape from a tin of afternoon tea on your own for Christmas Day. You have to filter. It's part, of, part and parcel of the nicest. Do you like my dread? Yeah, yes. Do you think my hair looks? Yes. It's, it's, it's follically, yes. Things you're not allowed to say. One, looks like you've put on some weight. Thanks. Yeah, great. And then look at this, the flip side. Have you lost weight? You look so skinny. God! Somebody quite well known said that to me the other day. Mm. You've got to eat more. You've got to eat more. I said, well, do you know what? I eat all the time. I all the time. I'm going to say a word to you. Metabolism. Amazing. Metabolism. Hakuna metabolism. It's a wonderful phrase. <laughs> okay, number three. You're not drinking anymore. Oh, let the person not drink. Don't, don't make a fuss about it. It's the most annoying, the Irish pregnancy test. Well, I'm, I'm not drinking tonight, congratulations. No, I'm not, I'm just actually, I'm driving because I'm sick of drinking, like everyone in Ireland. Come on. Number four. So tell us, when are you going to settle down? None of your business. Honest to God, you can shove that question where the sun... Question five. You still haven't found a job? You, you should duck after you say that to somebody because you deserve nothing short of... Whatever is coming. And finally, number six, the absolute no-no is, so when are you going to have a baby? You're going to absolutely. So if you know people in your life, are you nearly staging intervention with them now? It was two years into the pandemic when everyone's a bit cranky. You, say, you know the way you love saying that? And I'm going to add in one to it as well. To the Number seven is my, my personal favourite. When people say, you look wrecked. And that's not cool. And no one wants to hear that on any day of any week at any time of their lives. So if you're that person who says... You look very tired. The, the, the recipient of this comment isn't going to suddenly feel happy at this observation. In fact, they'll feel extra tired and extra wrecked and then a bit sad 
and then glum and spend the day going, oh God, you'll have to forgive my appearance. I seem to be working very hard. Or oh God. So it's just not cool. Whoever, the filterless, we're going to get you. We're going to stage an intervention. We're all going to get you a nice sociological, psychological, emotional filter for Christmas. You're welcome. Just saying. As we don't say. As per yesterday's show. Is, is Downing Street a frat house now? I, I, I get the sense, <laughs> look, reading about the things that go on there. I mean, that press conference they had last week that was leaked was totally bonkers. And then they had their lockdown busting Christmas quiz, which you know, Boris Johnson was involved in. By the way, 99 of his MPs rebelled against him last night. That was a lot. They thought it might be 50 or 60. It was just shy of 100. So uh, he's, in, he's in bother there. And then they have... The number 10 quiz team names, like, so the, the, the staff, Santa's hoes, ho, ho, hoes. Now, I'm not trying to be, that's not gas or anything, but I'm just saying it, this is Downing Street and, and it just feels like, um, it, it, it's, it, as I say, a frat house in, in, in like an Animal House movie that they're all going, ha, 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 who cares? You know, it's all just a bit wah, 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 isn't it? It's kind of a bang of the raj off the whole thing, just, just an, another era. Absolutely, and and even Boris's otherworldliness is, is uh, once upon a time to some was quite charming, and now it just feels like a misfire. Anyway, they have their names: Cheeses of Nazareth. That's kind of funny. Rebels without a clause. It's kind of funny. I mean, they're they're having crack. Look, I'm not I'm not trying to say that. I'm all for that, but it just it just it's 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 just an accumulation of things that seem to make it feel like it's. It's it's uh, as odd. Anyway, off they go. They're having their fun, but I don't know how it's going down with the great British public, shall we say. Um, elsewhere, Tom Cruise uh, organises a cake and he sends a cake to famous people every year. This is what what seems to be the what seems to be. The, and celebrities are obsessed with this cake that Tom Cruise gifts his famous friends every Christmas. And we're talking about Kirsten Dunst and Rennie Zellweger and Angela Bassett and. and Jimmy Fallon and all these heads who get this cake. And Cruise, Tom Cruise was introduced to the cake by his then wife, Katie Holmes. She had heard about it from Diane Keaton from The Godfather. And she had got it from a bakery called Doan's, D-O-A-N, uh, which is run by this guy, Eric, and his mother, who's nearly 80. And it's, a, it's called a Bunt cake. That's B-U-N-D-T. It's a very unusual, unusual looking cake. And it's a coconut cake with chunks of sweet white chocolate, layers of cheese frosting, I'm out, and um, dusted with toasted coconut flakes, which this lady created in 1984 when she opened her business. But they go mad for it. Now, I don't know if people go mad for it because they like the cake or because Tom Cruise sent it. Uh, and it's very, as they say, these days, <laughs> grammable. Um, but... Tom Cruise buys a few hundred of the cakes over the holidays, uh, orders them during the year, and um, it, they, 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 they love getting them, and he sends them all to these people, and it looks, it actually looks delicious in the picture I'm looking at, but it, once there's cheese on a cake, I'm afraid savoury and sweet should never be together in my book, and therefore I can't, I can't, I don't want it. I don't want it, Tom. I'm not having it. Now, he was on with us on The Late Late Show years ago, and you know what? Very nice fella. I'll tell you that much. He was... Very pleasant to everyone. Um, so I won't have a bad word said about Tom Cruise. What about the cake? Nice thing to do, I suppose. Wouldn't I love to go on this train? Around half the world in 13 trains. The longest possible train journey in the world. 
goes something like this. It's a, it's the, this is the grand opening of a missing rail link between China and Laos has has allowed passengers to travel by train all the way from Lisbon to Singapore via Paris, Moscow, Beijing and Bangkok. That's about 11,650 miles and the longest journey possible since the invention of the railway. I think I'd like that. It's three weeks, a few days here and there where you have to wait for a connection. But I think it'd be lovely. The luxury sleeper train from Paris to Moscow runs once a week. So you'd have to go to a different station in Moscow to take the Trans-Siberian Express through Mongolia to China, which runs twice a week. And then you'd uh, plan your, your three-week journey and all with several days in hotels waiting for your connections. I'm in. I'll take that. You can keep the cake, but I'll take the train journey. Three weeks. Sounds good. Happy holidays. See you in the summer. Meanwhile, train operator Avanti has apologised for a tweet about COVID-19 sent to a stranded passenger. Now, the reason I like this is because it goes to illustrate how everyone's a little bit narky. Everyone's a bit narky. And in the middle of a pandemic, you've got to run up. Now, I've got to, I've got to get some gift vouchers. I, I know this is, I just, it's, I've got to get some. And I know they're in a place that is miles away and it's going to cause me great stress to get to the place. And I know my heart will be going, boom, 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 boom. And, and I'll be pumping Lyric FM through my veins going, Come on, calm me down, cellos. Calm me down. And then I'll be worried, do I have, do I have everything? Anyway, I know this. So I'm, I'm trying to make my peace with it before I even get in the car. That's, that, that's, that's in due course. But everyone's a bit frayed around the edges, as we've been saying, and we get that. So this guy gets on his Twitter and he's, he, he tweets the, the train company. He says, good morning. I'm a bit disappointed to see you've cancelled this train as it means I'm stuck. Can you advise what I should do? Thanks in advance. Sad face. That's not necessarily a... Uh, I don't think it's very sarcastic text or a message necessarily. But the whoever, whoever was running the account for the train company just said, oh, like, I'm done with this. With this. I mean, what can we do? And you're sitting at a train station saying, oh, I can't get in the train. You know, the tra- trains come, they go... And the person sent back and said, I'm sorry, Reese. I'm disappointed that there is a pandemic. You, you can catch the next service. So, <laughs> you know, I'm disappointed to see you've cancelled the train. And this guy responds, <laughs> I'm disappointed there is a pandemic. He just hit the point where he just goes, now nah, I'm sending it. You're going, don't send the train. Probably unemployed now. Uh, but he just couldn't. <laughs> anyway, spokesperson had to come out and say, okay, here we go. We know we didn't get this right, hence we have apologised, and it falls well below the standards we expect, and you know, blah 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 blah. So that's funny. Anyway, I thought that was a bit of a, a bit of a laugh, and uh, and a moment, please, for um, one of my favourite Irish actors, uh, Jessie Buckley, Carrie's finest, and she uh, got a rave reviews this week for her performance on the West End. I mean, she, everything she touches turns to gold. And she was in Romeo and Juliet on, on the stage and that was shown on TV last Christmas, I think. And now we have her in Cabaret uh, playing Sally Bowles and the five-star reviews have come in. Um, this one from the chief theatre critic in the Daily Telegraph, Dominic Cavendish, who says, Jessie Buckley achieves no small feat here. She makes, she makes you laugh. She breaks your heart, has you hanging on her every word, sung or otherwise. The Irish actress's period accent and distinctive attitude, nonchalance, uh, combined with the subtle forcefulness and vulnerability sets her far from Liza Minnelli in the 1972 film, For the Better. 
in an unforgettable exit even, the actress plunges grey suited down through the stage, her face like a scream, her arms flung madly aloft. And that image alone is worth the hefty price of admission. Never mind Vilcom in Bienvenue, welcome. I'd say dig like your life depended on it into your pockets and gehen, allez, go. That is a proper view for Jesse Buckley, so good on her. And uh, long may she shine. I was in a house once at a, t- a text where someone had opened the new biscuit tin in a hurry, only pulled half the sellotape off and bent back the tin lid. Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a hungry person. Um, and very, very keen to get in there. And of course, the infiltration of the second layer, as we've discussed before, is the greatest crime in a house full of youngsters in our family, certainly. If anyone went in to try and get that biscuit with the jelly, the weirdest combination of biscuits of all time since being banned, um, they would have been found out there'd be a Spanish Inquisition. Who took the jelly biscuit? I didn't take it. Why are you bright red? Guilty. Whatever we do this Christmas, be kind, says Jane in Wexford. That's the aim. That's the aim. In the 80s, my dad has had his appendix out in Beaumont, says a text, and he wanted to buy the nurses something. So we asked them what they wanted, and they said tights. And they all wore uniform dresses then and used to go through a lot of tights. So he sent my mam out for a dozen pairs of tights. Not appropriate now, but they were grateful back then. It's very, it's, it makes a lot of sense to say, I, I, we do it at home all the time. What do you want for Christmas? What do you want? Now, of course, what's lovely is a little surprise on the side, Little gift, um, just to, so that you know it's not totally predictable, but yeah, what do you want? It's practical. Couldn't agree more about the awfulness of people having no filter. Yeah, I often hear people saying, Oh, I really admire so and so. They say what they think, they take no prisoners. And I say, No, actually, she's just a bit of a cow. And and I, I you know, and that that applies both ways, but yeah, they can be, you know, it's I, I, I just feel, yeah, your, your pain. Orla from Dallas in West Cork says, is that cream cheese frosting? You should try it. The divine. It's made with Philly and not regular cheese. Oh, I okay. Like those lovely raspberry things that I've had before. Um, okay, that's good. That train journey sounds great. I- I'd love it. No doubt BBC or ITV will be falling over themselves booking tickets for Michael Portillo and his bright trousers or Joanna Lumley and her magnificent voice on the train. Well, if they do an Irish version of an international train travel, I'm in. I mean, absolutely. I'll, 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 I'll be front of the queue for you. Teaching kids regarding filters is funny. I don't, I said the text, I didn't want to say, to ask this lady if she was pregnant as she had developed a bump. You just don't want to risk it. I met her at soccer practice as our kids attend the same session. I chatted with my son on our way home and asked if so-and-so is getting another baby brother or sister. As I thought, the mum looked like she was expecting and would be, that would be number four. He replied, in my head, I'm thinking that woman should stop getting pregnant. I will explain that needed to be said and say in his head and not to be said out loud. Good lesson. Good life lesson. And it's important to know nice and early uh, so that they can proceed in life knowing when to say the right thing. Okay. Shall we take... Th- I'm, I'm going to go to the lounge this morning. I just feel quite sinatry e, And this is him at his devilish best. 9.22. Welcome. <laughs> Those fingers in my hair That sly come hither stare mm. 
Uh, finger clicking good at the end of that uh, beautiful orchestration. That's Frank Sinatra and Witchcraft. It is uh, tis the month for Sinatra um, in your life, no doubt. I went to Cork City Hall yesterday, says a text, as a walk-in uh, walk for my booster. Amazing service, 30 minutes, start to finish. And the, uh, the people and, and the setup was all good. Well done, that's great. Because when I look at the news, I see much longer queues. And so it's good to hear a bit of good news on the queues. Uh, regarding the biscuit tin, when my niece was very young, she looked into the tin and said, oh, who left all the ones nobody likes? Well, the answer to that is everybody. Strawberry creams, no thanks. Orange creams, weirdly yes. We used to get the afternoon tea biscuits when we were young, yes. And uh, we'd peel off the sellotape, okay. And we'd steal a few biscuits and then reseal the tin. One year, my mother wrote in disgust to Jacobs as there were biscuits missing. Oh, gosh. And we got two free boxes from tins of biscuits from Jacobs. And we never told my mother until years later. And needless to say, she wasn't impressed. And uh, regarding the biscuit tin, uh, uh, the, my late dad says, Anne used to be a devil from munching into the Christmas cake. So my mother, in desperation, used to hide it under the tree in a sellotape tin of afternoon tea. Funny, isn't it? You're passing reference to afternoon tea and you realise what an iconic piece of furniture, if you like, it has become and became in Irish people's lives over the decades. It's 9.27, back shortly. Uh, nurses at work and then they go home and students and qualified nurses. I thank God for them every day, indeed. And there are also people who come into your life who may be a neighbour and uh, they might be a relative uh, who are just uh, knockout and very important for what you do. What a wonderful story, uh, says John and Tala. And it's always good to remember that we can fall and feel alone. And yet Vince and Nepal are the ones who put out a hand to assist us to our feet and help us on the road to a better future. Uh, I volunteered as another with VDP for a couple of years, number of years. I also met my lovely husband, who was also a volunteer. So there you go. And um, uh, Vincent Paul helped me, says John, in my most dire moments and gave me a stepping stone to a new life. Oh, and that's what I love to hear today. So thank you for that. Um, 51551 is the text number. Um, I heard this on uh, Lyric the other day and I thought, what a beautiful song. It's very reflective. It's very gorgeous. It's very Irish. And uh, I hope you like it as much as I did. And I think it just gives a little moment. Think about the good things, the sad things. SVP.ie, if you want to donate to them, of course. We're going to do our last Late Late Show of the season on Friday night. Uh, and we're going to dedicate it to raising funds only for Vince DePaul. Uh, I'm very happy about that. So that's uh, Friday. We'll do that. Especially after hearing that, I am absolutely raring to go for that show on Friday to try and give them the funds they need. Because that's a lot of houses with a lot of empty shelves. And that's where you and I come in.
as I say, I heard that on the radio. I said, like, wow, that is amazing. That's Seymour Quinn. Um, and uh, she's such a beautiful singer. And uh, that, uh, angelic is the word. I know it's a bit of a cliche, really, but I really mean it uh, when I heard that. And um, even hearing it and listening to it now, it's so beautiful. Uh, Emer Quinn, she is uh, playing her Christmas concert uh, on Friday. That's this Friday in the Pavilion Theatre in Dunleary, as it happens. Uh, I'd go if I wasn't otherwise engaged, but uh, if you can go, sure, go along and um, you won't be disappointed. And uh, she does, uh, she sings so marvellously. And uh, like I say, that's gorgeous. That's called Winter Fire and Snow. That's an, a beautiful uh, album to download if you want that sort of lovely Irish Celtic Christmas vibe in your in your life, which I would highly recommend. Okay, uh, great to hear this from Vincent DePaul on the subject of the last interview. I'd lost faith with some charities to John and Mullingar due to various scandals, but my faith is restored. Good. And I wish that lady and her family every happiness and good wishes for the future. And thanks for sharing your story. And, you know, that's why when we did the Toy Show appeal on the Late Late Show, I, we got made sure we were top drawer in terms of where the money went and how it was spent. And, um, you know, my faith is fully, fully restored in the charity system when I see what they work they did. And, of course, the Vincent DePaul. So it's all good. Uh, great interview with Sandra riveting and huge admiration for her strength in finishing the course as somebody who went back to college I can understand the strength needed to stick with it well done says Margaret and one more which I thought was very heartfelt says you never think it'll happen but the day they cut off the lights think about that for a second the day they cut off the lights and when you have a family can be the starkest of moments and we were both working professionals but crippled by high rent and childcare and the lights went off and that's where the Vincent de Paul come in Amazing. Back shortly. Uh, lots of uh, love and respect for Vince Paul, a guest this morning. And what a wonderful woman. I was just opening the SVP Christmas Appeal literature when she came on the radio, says Claire in Claire. Uh, I sent my donation. Uh, best wishes with the fundraiser and happy Christmas and happy New Year. Same to you, Claire and Claire and everyone in Claire. Um, and uh, my mother-in-law says a text they mentioned to me on Christmas morning that my bum looked big in my maternity dress with one month to the due date. As you can imagine, I was well pleased, especially with my crazy hormones. She's a wonderful mother-in-law, but filtering is not her greatest characteristic. Have a great day, everybody. Straight tuned to Claire Byrne, and we'll see you tomorrow between 9 and 10. The Ryan Tuberty Show. Listen back on the RTE Radio Player.